Hello! Gear up for another listener-prompted episode. We were asked about dinnertime routines and favorite recipes, so that's what we share this week. We chat about family rituals around dinnertime, how we approach food, and how we even get food on the table half the time. We chat about managing our expectations now that we're a few years into this whole parenting thing, and also how we have changed habits that were forming, which we were not a fan of. Enjoy this week's episode about dinner time. Welcome to Mamosas. Hope you have your friends and your drinks nearby. You're here with Kristen and Talia. And we're here to talk about all things mom. This week we're going to talk about dinner time. Whoop, whoop. So we had a listener question and one they asked about routines and traditions and then we kind of posted another question to get some more specifics about dinner time. So we're just going to launch right into it. Would you like to start off with what you guys do at dinner time? Sure. Well, I will say this now. I will preface by saying our dinner time is going to obviously look way different than your average family's dinner time. I grew up having dinner together. Like that was something you did. You all sat down as a family and you ate the same thing. And that was something that I always wanted to do with my family. That was my ideal of what dinner time was going to look like. I do feel like that's the ideal for most people, right? Like before you have kids and realize the chaos, it's like, of course we're going to sit down and have dinner together. We're going to light the candles and Father Dear and I will be sitting across from one another and everyone will take their turns to speak and no one will be screaming and no one's hair is going to get lit on fire and we're all just going to have a wonderful time. We'll talk (laughs) politics like the Kennedys and some low jazz music in the background. We'll eat duck lorraine every night. <laughs> exactly. So we started off trying to do that. When Sky was about 6 months and she was starting we were starting her on solids, you know, we tried to do meal time all together. Obviously she wasn't eating the same thing as us, but she was sitting in her high chair. We learned pretty quickly she wasn't really eating and she wasn't ready and so we stopped doing that. And when we went to the hospital, obviously we're all sitting in a room on a hospital bed and at that point she was tube fed. She was eating a little bit, but we always had like a screen some like there was usually like a screen or something going on which I was not super a fan of, but at the same time, she couldn't do much of anything. She didn't have the strength to play. She didn't have the bandwidth to go anywhere. She couldn't go anywhere. She was tethered to an IV pole. So like we kind of just had screens set up. When we came home from the hospital and we were trying to get her to like reintroduce food to oral eating, we had an occupational therapist that used the iPad kind of as a reward system and as a distraction. You know, she said some kids are really afraid to eat, you know, if they have sensory issues, which Sky we kind of thought had at the time. So we kind of just let her eat in front of the iPad. And that kind of morphed into something that she picked up on pretty fast of, oh, if I'm eating, I can watch the iPad and I'm not really technically eating a whole heck of a lot. I can take like the tiniest ant nibble and I can sit here and like watch a show or something. And so we let her do that for quite a while. 
And then that kind of morphed into all of us eventually just eating in the TV room. So we would just like Todd and I would sit on the floor because she would want us to be in there with her. Todd would make this like really nice dinner. So I don't cook in our house. Todd's the cook. He's a very good cook too. Like he makes really good intricate meals. Sometimes that can take a while, but they're, they're good. Like they're very flavorful. Yeah. So like, and he likes to do that. Like I hate cooking. I'd rather set myself on fire. I'm just not interested and I'm not good at it. And he loves it and he's good at it. So that's kind of like our roles in our house. But so anyway, so he would make this like really nice meal and then we would be sitting on the floor, like eating it on the like disgusting carpet, you know, like obviously on a plate, but on the disgusting carpet. And Sky would be in there. And we did this for probably close to a year. And I had this like moment of just, I mean, we've all had this moment where you just lose your mind and you decide like, I'm flipping a 180 and either you're with me or you're falling off my wagon. Yeah. Like nobody got time for this. Like I just had this big moment of like, I'm so sick of all the screens. I'm so sick of her. Like she's, you know, Sky watches so much screen time and I'm at work, obviously. But then like, you know, I come home and I'm just I'm exhausted. So my phone is out and she's watching something and like no one's interacting and we're having dinner on the floor and she's watching an iPad and Todd has his headphones in and he's watching golf. And then I'm on my phone scrolling through Facebook and no one's interacting. And I just feel like we're the zombie family family. So I just kind of said, you know what, we're done with this. We're not doing screens at dinner time. Like we're done. And so I like shuffled us all into the dining room. And I was like, we're eating dinner together and nobody's having screens. No phones, no iPads, nada. So she'll sit with us. And the interesting thing is, again, before we came, before we became parents, Todd and I both decided we're not a short order cook. This is what's for dinner. And that's what you're having. The end. But obviously curveball thrown and you know and sometimes kids you know look sometimes kids don't want to eat or they you know they have there's a reason that they're not eating the food that you're making sky obviously for medical reasons can't eat some of the stuff that we eat but so todd will usually try to make her something like something he knows she'll eat something that she'll put in her mouth and like by eat, we, we mean like chew up and spit out. Mm-hmm. But so it'll be like macaroni and cheese or teriyaki chicken or tikka masala. But so what's been happening lately, this has been, this has been happening at restaurants and at our house. He'll make her something and she'll like start to eat it. And then our food will come. And then she'll be like, I do not want this gruel that you've put in front of me. I'll have what you're having and I will have it all. And so we've been starting to make her plates of what we're having. Which is exciting. Which is great. So and even though she's just chewing it up and spitting it out, we're starting to finally have what I envisioned us having, you know, four and a half years ago when she was in in utero, which is a meal where everyone's sitting down together, eating the same thing and just, you know, just being together and talking and having conversations. And, you know, she's getting more like she's always been very vocal, but now it's like she's getting more precise with her dialogue Mm -hmm. like she called she didn't call but my father-in-law called us the other day we were in the car and he put her on speakerphone and she asked a question and normally it's like you can get like 75 to 80 percent of what she's saying it was so absolutely crisp and clear like every word it was a coherent sentence I just looked at Todd and I was like oh my god 
she sounds so mature. Yeah. So like able to have conversations and stuff like that at the dinner table. So that's been really nice. And without screens, it took it took a little while. She because she's so used to having the iPad with her when she eats. Yeah. And so you know, the first couple nights she was, I want to watch, I want to watch my iPad, and we would say no. You know, and you see, I see kids, you know, all the time, like out and about at restaurants, like watching phones and watching iPads and look like I've done it. I did it yesterday. We were both eating and she was, you know, losing her mind and she was done. And I was like, here, just threw my phone at her. You know, that's like survival mode. And there's nothing wrong with that. But like, we're trying to break her of that at home when we're both there. And I think for us, a lot of it is breaking us of it as well, because it's so easy just to like go into our phones. Like Todd is on his phone all the time. And it's like, and it's a hard thing to break. You just kind of get used to it. Yeah, they're very addicting. I mean, they are designed to be addicting. And the other thing is, it's sort of hard sometimes as the parents to sit through the discomfort of their frustration not getting what they want. You know, if they're so used Mm -hmm. to getting to watch, you know, a screen at dinner and then you make the decision, we're not going to do this anymore it's hard sometimes to sit through their frustration with that. And, you know, it's only three or four days, but it's a really, really, really hard three or four days if you go cold turkey. Totally. And it was, it was, it was challenging. You know, the first day was hard. The second day was like pretty okay. The third day was again, like hard again, because it's almost worse. Well, I think she thought we were going to cave into it because we have before. And I've been sick this week. Like I'm finally starting to feel better. And Todd, because he was by himself, kind of went back and reverted back into that. So now it's like I'm feeling better. And last night at dinner, you know, she wanted the screen. And I said, no, we're not doing screens. And again, it was kind of like almost like starting all over again, but not as severe. Sure. And she's getting it. And like, look, Sky in particular, she loves having playmates. She She's starting to finally start to like kind of play by herself a little bit, but she still wants people in the room with her and stuff like that. So she still needs a lot of interaction. So that's the part that's hard because Todd will say, you know, when he's by himself, you know, during a meal time and he's trying to get his his food ready and he's trying to feed her or he's trying to do, you know, whatever. He feels like he can't do both. And I said, you know, I've been trying to just let her play by herself and let her figure it out. And it's okay to get frustrated and it's okay to just kind of search for what to do next. Like she doesn't have to be like at this height of entertainment at all times. Yeah. Like you've said before, it's okay to be bored. It's okay for our kids to be bored. And I think it's good to know (laughs) your kid. You know, Nate is also Sky's age. He's four and a half. He definitely prefers more interaction than Finley does. So Finley, I, I don't remember a time where independent play was ever really a struggle for him, but Nate really didn't like independent play he's only gotten into it in the last six months and that's fine that's just who he is I also have to a lot for that I have to understand okay so he's going to require more attention when I'm trying to do this task so I need to either like get up early or somehow include him or figure out like okay here's going to be my 30 minutes where he'll play independently by himself so that's when I have to get this done or even just like having something in the room that he can do by himself, but I'm right there. 
You know, sometimes we'll bring yeah. the kids table into the kitchen and I'll do because he has to. I've mentioned this on our Instagram before, but he has to wear a patch and he only has to wear it for 20 minutes a day now, which is great. He used to have to wear it for two hours. And so he learned a lot of his gross motor skills while wearing a patch. And so our new eye doctor said she wants him working on fine motor skills while wearing a patch um, because he's going to have to concentrate harder. And mm-hmm. so we can do it for a shorter amount of time. So I'll, I'll usually have him do like the other day I had him gluing like beads. He comes home with these ridiculous like beads and treasures that I just want to blow my <laughs> brains out every day. Oh God. Sequence everywhere. It's awful. And like, it's just so bad. They exploded in our like washing machine one day. Anyway, oh. neither here nor there. But occasionally he's usually pretty good to do that in the living room and I can be in the kitchen, but sometimes he wants to be near me. So I just like bring the kids table in. But it's just something I've had. Whereas like Finley, I can be like, oh, I randomly decided I want to do this thing. You're good. Goodbye. Like he's fine with independent play. So it's just a matter of understanding Mm -hmm. the kids that I have and factoring like their needs into my day. Well, and recently Sky's been really interested in wanting to help with cooking. Mm -hmm. And so we have this learning tower that's like a. Oh, yeah. It's like safe tower that they, she can stand in. She can be up against the counter. And so what I've been doing, so like yesterday, last night I made a salad for dinner. And so I gave her a couple of vegetables that like, I don't care if she mutilates or whatever, yeah. you know, and then gave her a little cutting board, gave her a bowl and her knife, you know, her like kid's knife. Yeah. And she got to cut and mutilate all the vegetables that I was cutting. Right. And she made her own salad and she was super into it. And it's like stuff like that. But you just kind of have to think about it. And it does sometimes take a little bit of preparation. But then she's involved and she's she's a part of what we're doing. And she's not by herself. I think she has a big issue of being alone. She gets very kind of scared about being alone. Like she still talks about how she doesn't like this one hospital because we left her, you know, when she had to go in for a procedure. You know, she never wants to go back there because we had to leave her. And, you know, why did you leave me? You know, she doesn't want to be in her room by herself. You know, she wakes up and if nobody's in there with her, she gets very upset, you know, and cries out for one of us until we come in and, you know, lay with her. So that's just who she is. Yeah, I think some of it is just personality. Some of it is that, like, she really wasn't even able to be alone until she was like two you know so that's Mm -hmm. like the first two years of her life that somebody was always there even if she was okay to be alone i would say even past that you know she was you know walking around with tubes hanging off of her and stuff like that i mean it was really and you know so she just got her cast off so now she's concerned about you know walking around on that foot she's like hobbling around and i'm like you can walk on it but she wants still wants to be carried everywhere anyway that's like diverting off so back to circling back (laughs) that was that was a huge thing about you know I got to a point before we even started doing family meals back at the table I told Todd I said I'm so sick of sitting on the floor like I don't want to sit on the floor anymore and so for a while we were telling Skye we're going to eat in the dining we're going to eat in the dining room do you want to come with us? And she was, no, I don't, I don't want to go in there. I want you to eat in here. And I was like, we're not eating in there. We're eating in here and you can come with us or you can be by yourself. 100% of the time. No, I don't want to be by myself. Fine. I'll come in there. (laughs) And then she'd like sit there and just like, you know, and we were still giving her a scream, but at least we were like sitting at the table. So it was like little steps here and there to, to get family dinner back to the way 
I had envisioned it for our family. Okay. So and we'll see how it lasts and how it evolves. But for right now, that's where we stand. Okay. So for us, I usually will go shopping on Saturday or Sunday. And I have an idea in my head of like, okay, I'm going to get this for this meal and this for this and kind of like what's going to go together. I don't plan it out on paper or anything. It's just all in my head. I've tried to plan it out on paper with Pat and it just doesn't work that way. Like I need to be in the store deciding what we're having. It's all in my brain. And then on the calendar, I'll write down like, you know, crockpot chicken, mustard chicken, burgers, whatever. So that has helped me just that simple act of writing down the one thing on the calendar when I get home after I shop has helped me because then I just look at it when I wake up Monday morning up. Oh, this is what we're having today. And then I know like how much to prep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been doing the crock pot a lot lately and that's been super helpful. We've been doing this one soup that I love because I can cook it for a long time. Like I can put it in at eight in the morning or I can put it in at like one in the afternoon and it's still really good either way. So, so I get all this at Trader Joe's. They have, I get like the lentils, the Mm -hmm. French peas, and then they have this container of carrots, onions, and celery already chopped. Oh yeah. The mirepoix. Yes. (laughs) So I'll put that (laughs) in. Uh, I get the beef bone broth and then I'll, I will to just saute up some beef or turkey and put that in. And then sometimes we'll put in like potatoes or whatever, but all of it's easy enough to make, but it's still fresh food. And it all just gets put in with the bone broth and it's so good. And the, I mean, Finley eats it, Astrid eats it. Nate is usually a no-go for dinner anyway, so it doesn't really matter. He'll eat some cheese. So that one's been a big hit for us, but I've been doing the crock pot. Like we've also been doing chicken thighs, skinless, boneless with either like pesto or we just get like a new sauce every time we're each week. So we've done like barbecue sauce or there's like this soyaki thing. Oh, it's my favorite. So funny because I don't generally like soy products very much. I'm always like pretty skeptical of them. But anyway, this one, and not for taste. Like, I'm always just like, ugh, like, where do we stand on the soy situation? Anyway. It's a teriyaki sauce, sort of. (laughs) I really like it. So that one's been a fan favorite in the house. And the kids will eat that. I think Nate even took a bite of it the other day. Okay, so when it comes to dinner time, my preference is to have dinner on the table between 5 and 5.30, but the kids have been playing outside so much lately, and Pat doesn't usually get home to like 5.15, 5.30, so we've been eating closer to 6. But typically, once Pat gets home, like he'll hang out with the kids for a few minutes, I will set all the food out on the table, and we do family style. So I only started doing family style in the last year, which means we put all the food on the table and the kids serve themselves. And I was like very tentative to do this because I was like, oh my God, I don't want to have to do all the extra bowls. But for us, it's been one of those, it's been one of those things that the benefit outweighed the negative. So Mm -hmm. Nate will serve for like Nate is our most selective eater like Finley and Astrid could care less like you put food on their plate they're going to eat it but Nate is pretty selective especially by dinner time like by dinner time like he's really tired he's overly hungry and it's just that's like a bad combo for him like a lot of people they'll say oh my kid skipped snacks so they ate more for dinner but that's not how it works for Nate like if he misses his snack there's a zero percent chance he's going to eat dinner if he has like Mm -hmm. a really good hearty snack in the afternoon got about a 50% chance he'll look at his dinner so it's just like that's just how he is if he's too hungry he's like you know you can't reason with him you can't be like hey you're hungry so eat some food so anyway we usually will either have Nate put the kids place on the tables like he he kind of likes to set the table if he's in but sometimes I'll just set the table and then 
we have the kids serving themselves. So Finley likes to serve himself now. He's getting to that age. He's just over two. So he's okay to serve himself. He likes doing it. It's fun for him. And then our only rule, so we we don't have any rule about like you have to taste the food, you have to eat everything on your plate. Like we don't have any of that in our house. The only rule is you have to put a little bit of everything on your plate. And when I say a little bit, I literally mean like if we're having blueberries and you pick one blueberry and put it on your plate, it's all I'm asking. And I just want mm-hmm. it there so that you get comfortable with it being on your plate because that's part of the exposure and that's part of getting a kid to eat food is exposure. So we never require them to taste anything. We never require them to finish anything on their plate to finish a certain aspect of their food. They get to serve themselves. So they're in control of how much or how little they get. So like sometimes you'll be watching and Nate will put, you know, half a pot of pasta on his plate and then like one green bean and being raised in the nineties, you're everything in your head is telling you, no, you have to eat the green beans and stop having so much pasta. (laughs) But realistically, like he knows his body. I want him to listen to his body and I want him to learn what it feels like to be too full. So he's not doing that all the time without me telling him you're too Mm -hmm. full. I don't know. I don't know when you're too full. I don't know when you're super hungry. I don't have your body. I have my body. So I want him to learn to listen to that. But he'll always surprise us, you know, And I talk about him a lot when it comes to food, just because he is, again, our more selective kid when it comes to eating. But I mean, he rarely eats broccoli, like almost never. And the other day he ate three helpings of broccoli for dinner and nothing else. What, but if I had been forcing him to eat broccoli all along, who knows? I mean, he'd be like gagging on it and have this really bad reaction to it, but he was open to the experience of trying it because he's exposed to it a lot with no pressure. In mm-hmm. my opinion, exactly. I, I think that's why he he's willing to try it sometimes. And sometimes we'll say, oh, hey, did you want to try this? You know, oh, I see you have some chicken on your plate. Do you want to try it? Or like if he's not when we make soup and he's like not even touching it, we'll say like, oh, what colors are in your bowl? And again, like we're not forcing him to eat it, but we just kind of want him to like look at it, interact with it, like think about it, you know, maybe touch it if he's willing to. Oh, is that green thing looks funny. What does it feel like? And sometimes he's like, screw off I don't care just fine that's that's a huge thing I remember when we had a uh this occupational therapist that was talking about exposing kids to food and she was talking about this one kid in particular who had a deal with blueberries and it was you know for weeks it was just just look at the blueberry and then it was touch the blueberry and then it was put the blueberry to your lips and then it was just like stick your tongue out on the blueberry and then it was put it in your mouth and spit it out and then it was put in your mouth chew spit it out and then eventually the kid was chewing and swallowing the blueberries right but like it started with that exposure of not don't be like just just look at it yeah it's just there it's just (laughs) Just here and it's not gonna harm you yeah (laughs) yeah and so we also make sure that for every meal we put something on the table that we know each kid will eat so like for example when we have this soup we're generally pretty sure that nate's not going to eat the soup but occasionally he'll surprise us and he went like two weeks ago he ate a whole bowl of it so like who knew? But then like mm-hmm. the following week, he ate zero bites of it. Like wouldn't even try it. So we always make sure like with soup, we'll serve cheese, but we put out like a pretty sizable portion of it. But then we say like, this is it. This is all the cheese for the family tonight. So like when this is gone, this is all we're having. Or we'll serve some bread with it or something. So we at least know he's getting something on his tummy. Mm-hmm. And we did the interview with Feeding Little. So a lot of this is stuff I've learned through them. So I definitely recommend going back and listening to that episode. But the other thing that they talk about, and I have seen this too, is that eating begets eating. So if we serve something like cheese or bread with the soup 
that we know is something that he likes and will eat, sometimes he is more open to trying that food that he wasn't going to try in the beginning. So that's that been really sense. helpful for us. So another thing we do, so we all sit down, we start our meal, and then we'll talk about a time during the day when somebody was kind to us, and then a time during the day when we were kind to somebody. And so we each go around the table and talk about our time. And it's usually something simple, like Pat will be like, oh, I was kind when I made mommy coffee this morning. I was kind when I picked up your toys out front so the cars didn't run over your bike. You know, like something like that. I mean, obviously not that aggressive, but <laughs> you're welcome. But we'll talk about that. And our goal is obviously just to get the kids thinking about being nice to others so they can think, oh, that was something kind I did. And or like, wow, that was a really nice thing that someone did for me. I can't wait to talk about it at dinner. Um, mm -hmm. So we try to do that. And it's really so cute when Finley does it because he's two. So he doesn't like super understand the concept. Yeah. But of course he wants to be included. And so, you know, we all go around the table. Finley, when was someone kind to you today? He goes, uh, I play with my friends today. I was kind when I play with my friends. I'm like, okay. Aww, But that is kind. Yeah. It was so cute. Do you guys ask Astrid too? Do you go, okay, Astrid, when were you <laughs> kind to somebody? And, and she's then, like, meow, 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 meow. Pretty much. She goes, mama, 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 mama. And you're like, yes, you were kind to mommy today by being the cutest little thing in the world. So I do want to start adding in challenges of the day. Like what was the challenge that we've each faced? So I think that's something we'll <laughs> add in in the next couple weeks. But just to get, I asked Nate whenever we pick him up from school, I say, oh, you know, what was your favorite part of today? Who did you play with? I think I say, who did you play with? What was your favorite game? And then I'll say, what was something, did you have a, any difficulties today? And he's always like, no, it's perfect. And so I just want to make sure so we're smart. like, yeah, I just want to make sure that we're talking about difficult times so that there's that platform of like, you can always come to us and talk about your challenges. Well, and, it, and it's okay to have challenges. Right. You know, and I think it's important for him to hear you and Pat having the challenge too, because then it's like, oh, even mom and dad are having difficulties during the day yeah that's normal right so yeah I, I would say for us favorite recipes are that is just like the crock pot chicken it's four hours usually if it's on if it's not frozen I usually put it in around like one or two and then we eat it around five or six so I forgot about that so we have an app that we use and it's called meal lime it's M-E-A-L-I-M-E. -E. And Todd Todd found it. And that's our go-to thing for the week. And that helps us meal plan. They have all these recipes. And then when you pick the recipes, it makes a grocery list for you. Okay. Which is super helpful for us because I'm like you in the sense of like, I could go to the grocery store and just kind of go, all right, basics, you know, what do we need? But if I were the one doing the cooking for the family, we would definitely be eating a lot of casseroles and the same thing over and over again. Because I don't, to me, that's something that's easy and I can do that. Todd likes variety. He likes a lot of different things and he gets bored with food. So we have to mix it up a lot, which is fine. And it's great for me because like I said, I just get to eat all the yummy stuff. We figure out how many days we're going to be eating at home and then we plan accordingly. And then it makes the grocery list for us. And then we can tick off things that we already have. Like it'll include things like salt and pepper, which obviously you don't have to buy every week at the grocery store. Right. And we usually go to the grocery store together. It's like a family outing that we do. And which is fine. You know, Sky loves going to Trader Joe's. She likes to see what they're cooking. 
you know, at the little sample kiosk. Yeah. So that's always like a big drive to get her there. Cause she usually is like, I don't want to go to the grocery store. And we go, well, let's, you want to go see what they're cooking? Okay. <laughs> you know, she's like past the stickers and lollipops. She really doesn't care about those anymore. That's how we do the meal prep. And then I will buy stuff for myself for work, for lunches and snacks and breakfast stuff. If I'm eating breakfast, which I usually don't, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But that's how we do our meal prepping. And it's been great because it saves us a lot of time of what are we going to eat? What's in the cabinet? What can I throw together? Todd's not good at that at all. And usually what happens is it's like a big stall. And then all of a sudden it's seven o'clock or seven thirty, And it's like, we need to eat something here. Yeah. Like the kids have already been upstairs. So we've been trying to like make dinner around like six, six thirty, So that way everyone can eat. And then we're wrapping up the evening, taking Skype upstairs at like 7 30 quarter to eight for bath and bedtime stuff okay so the meal i highly recommend and it's a free app you can upgrade it if you wanted to but you don't have to it's free i mean i don't know why you would based on what you're talking like what it already offers it hundreds of recipes hundreds so one of the things i read in that simplicity parenting book which i might have already talked about this aspect of it in one of the other episodes so he talks about having like basically simplifying meals by having like certain foods certain days. So like Wednesday's pasta day oh, yeah. and Friday's pizza day, whatever. But you can make variants on that. So that we've sort of been implementing that and that makes it just helpful in terms of planning. Like, okay, we're gonna have a pasta on Wednesday. So now I can just pick like, what kind of pasta are we gonna have? We're gonna have ravioli, we're gonna have this kind. And then like, what are we gonna have with it? Are we gonna have meatballs? Am I just gonna put it in some like ground up meat? But that has really simplified things for us and made it a lot easier for planning. But when it comes to how I get dinner together, again, the crock pot has been huge for us. That's generally what I'm working with right now or something that I can prep early or the night before and then just throw it in the oven because again like we're outside so I will usually come in put the oven on head out come back in put everything in the oven and then just set the timer on my phone so I remember to come get it out mm -hmm. but if for some reason I have to be in the kitchen to cook I will usually just like have the kids play because the play area is like right next to the kitchen or I'll have them go out back because like the backyard is attached it's like right off of our kitchen but they don't, I, it's mm -hmm. generally not a sell for them. Like they, they're usually like, no, thanks. All my friends are out front. I want to be out front playing. So that is a non-starter for them. Probably like 90% of the time, in which case I'd have to be like, do you want to watch a show? Which isn't my ideal. I'd rather not have them watching a show that late. So it's generally for us, something that I have to think about the night before or earlier in the day. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you also have nap time, too, that you've been able to get stuff accomplished. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes when the littles are down for nap, because I do patchwork during nap time. Oh, that's right. But that's when he watches his show uh, is after patchwork. So sometimes then I can get things prepped. But generally, I have to be on it in the morning or the night before. And then if I'm not, I mean, the other thing is we do get a lot of quick prep frozen stuff. Mm -hmm. that I can just kind of throw into a pan or something once Pat gets home. We have, we get like the Bubba burgers and there's these turkey burgers by like, I don't think it's Jenny O. I think it's Purdue or something, but they have like nothing in them. It's just turkey and like salt or whatever. Sometimes we'll just like make those up real quick. And we have like the Uncle Ben's rice, which I don't love, but I mean, we'll use them once in a while. We also do like, we do a lot of fruit with dinner just because it's like an easy starch to have. And, then, and the kids like it. Yeah, the kids. it's a guaranteed food that the kids will eat. 
But yeah, I mean, for us, it's been a lot of managing my expectations of what we're going to eat and Mm -hmm. then also just like making it as easy as possible. Yeah. Well, that and that makes sense for your family right now. I mean, not everybody has a Todd in the kitchen. But Todd, I will say, you you mentioned this early on. He is slow. The meals are good. And I do the dishes in our family. The amount of like little prep stuff that he uses blows me away. Well, and that's the thing is that Pat and I split up the dishes in the sense of like uh, whoever's got the energy for it that night. I do dish. I never do dishes on Wednesday because podcast comes out Thursday so I'm editing but like it's usually just like whoever can get to it whoever's got the energy for it but I use as few dishes as possible but I've always been like that like I remember like so have I 12 (laughs) I would like make mac and cheese and I'd be like why would I put this in a bowl if I'm then gonna have to clean it like I'd rather just eat it out of the pan because that's one less dish to clean Well, I wasn't as severe as that, but I would say like, you know, if you can cook it in the same container or if you can put like I remember one time Todd was making fajitas and I went past to like just say something to him and he had the peppers in a bowl, like chopped up in a bowl and he had the onions chopped up in a separate bowl. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't understand why these two bowls need to be here. Why aren't these just on the cutting board? If I was going to prep beforehand, like if I was prepping at lunchtime, and I knew I was going to make fajitas, I would do something like that. But yeah, if I'm cutting it up right beforehand, like, no, that's going on the cutting board right into the thing. Exactly, like, that's right not, into the pan. Yeah, it's not going into a bowl in between. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can't complain. You know, I don't have to cook, so I am grateful for that. But I, I always kind of laugh because then it's like, how are we out of bowls so fast? Yeah. Oh, Todd made fajitas, therefore five bowls were used. Okay, so for Astrid, we generally serve her just little bits of what we're eating. So with the boys, we did purees for a little bit. And then I think at like seven months, Finley just took like a, basically like an entire potato off my plate and shoved it in his mouth. And I was like, okay, well, I guess you're ready to eat. And Nate started eating regular food pretty early, but we did do purees with him as well. Um, But with Astrid, she just did, you know, quote unquote, baby led weeding, which is basically like we just gave her strips of our food. And then now she just gets like pieces of our food. I'm sure we didn't do it by the book or whatever. But I mean, third kid, we, we feel pretty confident in like what what gagging looks like versus choking and knowing that like gagging is pretty normal. But obviously choking is not a good sign. So just making sure that food is the right size for her and stuff. She eats a ton of food when she's with us. And especially like breakfast is a big one for her. She had the other day for breakfast, she did four ounces of milk, two bananas, and then like a thing of yogurt. Whoa. (laughs) You go, girl. So at dinner, we'll usually give her what we're eating if it's something that she can eat. But if it's like frozen food, like if it's like a frozen turkey burger... I still don't give that to her just because of like the sodium content. But if it's something we're cooking fresh or just like in the crock pot, we'll give her that. And then, you know, we'll give her like yogurt with some like quinoa in it or something like that just to like thicken it up. Hummus and rice, that kind of stuff, you know, fruits and vegetables. So really like no plan there. Just we just give her the food that we're eating. So it's been working for her pretty well. I mean, she seems to be thriving. Yeah. You guys can't see it, but Astrid has joined us. And all I can see is this little hand like creeping up Kristen's shirt and like pulling on the microphone or on the headphone cord. That's just a little hand. Super cute. Okay. And so the last question was weird food preferences that the kids have. 
I don't think any of my kids have what I would consider weird food preferences. Finley this morning for breakfast only ate mushrooms, which I know for some people is weird, but like, you know, we offered him mushrooms, eggs, uh, mango, and bacon. And he ate mushrooms and mango. And that was it. He's just doing M's today. Right. <laughs> he will put pretty much anything in ketchup. Again, for us, like, I, we just don't care. But it is fun, funny sometimes, like, when we are around other people and we realize, like, oh, this isn't how people normally react to this. But he'll, like, put a mango in ketchup. And if we even comment it on it, we'll just be like, oh, that's creative. Like, that's it. Like, we really don't say much about it. But it's funny because, you know, that is a generally gross combo and so people will be like ew finley don't dip that in there we're like no it's fine i mean if he wants to eat it who cares <laughs> all i keep thinking of is if somebody were to say that to him he would just retort with ew david 100 percent, yes <laughs> so sky did and still does have a lot of interesting food preferences when she actually started eating solids at like 13 months her go-tos were locks. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. The meat sweats from the salami. Plain locks salami. Yeah. And we used to have to pull it apart, like, to pull the little, like, peppercorns out. Right. She only liked the Trader Joe's, like, salami tray. Yeah. But, yeah, she would legit get meat sweats from all the salami. Goat cheese. Uh, She did like hummus and cream cheese. But those were her, t- like, her big go-tos. And then when she first was in the hospital, she was really into their meatloaf that's right yeah and like potato soup now even though she's not swallowing her big things that she's into are teriyaki chicken chicken tikka masala she ate todd's hamburger yesterday and like chewed it up and spit it out but like she went at it like bun first like the top oh right it was just like hilarious to watch and i was like sky that's an interesting way of eating it you know and it's again like I don't care. I don't care how it's going in. If that's what's comfortable for you, like who cares? Right. I'm not here to tell you how to eat a hamburger. Like you've watched us long enough. And if that's the way that's working for you, then you do you. Uh, bagel and cream cheese. She's been into. She has not requested locks in a while. And I think I don't know if she'd go for it now. Like it'd be interesting if Todd got a bagel with locks and cream cheese, if she would go for it again. Yeah. She's very not into vegetables unless it's lettuce. Okay. Like anything that has tomatoes, as she says. Yeah. I do not like. I do not like tomatoes. It's so funny because that's like the only food that Finley will expressly say he doesn't like. He'll be like, "Oh, tomatoes." I'm like, "Do you want one?" He goes, "No, mommy, I don't like tomatoes." I'm like, "Okay, I mean, whatever." <laughs> and it's so funny. I mean, I love tomatoes and whatever again, but she loves pastas pasta sauce like she likes marinara sauce and spaghetti and she was really into spaghettis for a while macaroni and cheese which are all like normal kid foods pizza finley when he eats pizza will only eat the toppings and he will not eat the crust and i'm i'm talking like the bottom crust like oh. he doesn't eat the crust <laughs> but he doesn't eat and it no matter what just kind like- of pizza like he just takes everything off the pizza and eats it and then like discards the rest of it oh that's interesting I mean, I've seen kids do that before. And then he doesn't really like pastas or breads very much. It's very interesting. I don't know why he doesn't. I mean, we offer it. He just doesn't eat pastas or breads very much. So I don't think that's a weird food preference, but it is funny that like he doesn't prefer that. Yeah. I mean, he. I feel like he eats almost everything. Yeah, he's, he's, just... he's a very well-rounded eater, so it's not a big deal. And Sky loves feeding him. Oh, yeah. And my kids love yogurt. <laughs> 
I was going to say the yoga is always so funny. Sky, whenever she goes over to, whenever we're visiting Kristen and her family, Sky will always ask for a yogurt and she knows where they are in this yogurt fridge and she'll open it up and just like maybe take like the tiniest little dollop of a spoon and like lick it and then go, I'm done. And then it's like, okay, well, do you want us to put it back? No, it's okay. And Finley will just be like, I heard a yogurt pop open somewhere. Uh, I will be consuming that. And when he was younger, she would spoon feed it to him. And it was probably the cutest thing ever. That was also when she would like rub his tenders. Oh my God. Yeah. His ear. She calls um, ear lobes tenders. Oh my God. And they shared like a, a protein bar. So, I mean, she just loves feeding him. He will literally eat any food. If you have food, he's going to eat it. Well, so. you know what's so funny? It was a year ago we were visiting you guys because you were sending me all those like a year ago pictures. Yeah. And my favorite is the one of her lying down on the ground hugging him and it looks like he's trying to escape and she just has this like smile like this gleeful grin on her face and i just remember him doing things and like we'd be like sky are you okay i'm fine don't ruin this for me baby finley is here baby finley yeah that i think no it was a different trip i think it was the next trip they were like playing and then finley had learned that he could hit like that he could oh, hit yeah. back and stuff and so we like left the room for a second and we just hear like it's sort of like, ah, or like, we're like, what is Finley doing? Like, that sounds aggressive. <laughs> and she's like against, like mashed against the wall, like standing, smiling. And he's like pummeling her with like a toy car or something. And we were like, Finley, stop. And she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, basically, like, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> Baby Finley is interacting with me. Don't anybody ruin this. Pretty much. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for you guys for today. So we hope we answered most of your questions. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook at Mamosa's Podcast. We always post when we drop our show, but we also post in the Instagram stories a lot, just a lot of behind the scenes and whatever mm-hmm. random hilarious things we find on the interwebs. And then, of course, you can email us at mamosaspodcast at gmail.com. But just so you know, you won't be our first. You guys lost what? out on that. Yeah, we got our first email. Woohoo! But be our second. And of course, feel free to leave us a rating review on iTunes so that other people can find us and know why you love us so much. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next time. Bye. I'm <laughs>